But then again, who asked me? Oh my good Lord Jesus, help us. Oh, y'all, what a week. And I know I started last week off like that, but to be honest, I don't even know what I could have been saying what a week to last week. That's how small it is in comparison to this week in the news and the drama that we have to talk about. And honestly, it keeps piling and piling and piling. So many announcements this week. In case you've been living under a rock, the biggest one, um, Portia is dating Fallon's ex-husband. Okay. And I am, I'm shook because I did not think that that's where we were going, but we will get into that later. I just realized that I am so shook. I forgot to do my little introduction. So if you are new here or if you are not new here, of course, my name is Zell. Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast. <sighs> I not gonna lie, I thought about doing an emergency episode, but then I was like, no, because so many things like details were coming out surrounding Portia and Simon that I was like, I I don't even I don't know, I have to wait. I was like exhausted by the end of it. By like Wednesday, I was take me out. Okay, but we will get into the whole love square of it a little bit later. First things first, I want to talk about Chrissy Teigen. So, listen, the internet's favorite mom, model, wife, entrepreneur, cooking queen, Chrissy Teigen, fucked up. Big fucked up also. Like, not small potatoes, like, big fucked up. So, I want to say, like, about three weeks ago, I started hearing this story um, develop um, and it was Courtney Stodden saying that somebody who bullied her a lot and was really mean to her was Chrissy Teigen. Now, if you're unfamiliar with who Courtney Stodden is, she is, I don't know, like, I don't know the best way to describe the situation that she was in because I don't want to call it a moment in pop culture because that's not what it is. It was really, really weird back when it happened. I remember that story. I remember being very confused, like, wondering why everyone was blaming her for her situation but long long story short she was six when she was 16 she married a 51 year old man that starred in the green mile he's an he's an actor um and you may be wondering like how wait a minute how did a 16 year old marry anybody um well her mom signed for her to do it and was the witness so like 10 years ago when all this was happening like the media just like absolutely ate her up and was talking about her 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 and it was again back then it was always baffling to me because I was like well she's 16 so she has since divorced this man thank god and she is you know telling speaking her truth and part of that was the internet bullying and from the media and apparently Chrissy Teigen so there were some tweets that Chrissy had said that um geared towards her that were hurtful and then uh, apparently there's also a dm um that chrissy teigen sent her insinuating that she hurt herself disgusting um so everyone of course is holding chrissy teigen accountable which she should be held accountable and chrissy teigen issued an apology 
on Twitter um, and court. And see, I don't want to say like, oh, it was a good apology. It was a bad apology because sometimes how I feel about some of these public apologies is like it's for take, for instance, Justin Timberlake to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. Yes, it's a public apology. However, that is apology to those two women and like specifically that he hurt. And so for people to be like, no, I don't accept that, blah, blah. Well, it's not actually for us to accept. Okay. If Brittany and Janet are fine with it, everybody else needs to be fine with it. So same type of thing here. So Chrissy issued an apology via Twitter. Um, you know, she got right to the basics and said she was so, so sorry um, for all of that stuff 10 years ago. And... Um, Courtney Stanton said, oh, you know, I, I accept your apology. However, girl, you saw me blocked on Twitter. So she didn't actually see it in like real time versus it got sent to her, which I'm, I think might've been an oversight. I know somebody said that Chrissy Teigen has some like million people blocked on Twitter. I don't know. So Courtney Stanton says, yes, I accept this apology. Well, then, you know, there are speculations that Chrissy was getting dropped from Target because of all this. But actually, I guess they ended that relationship a while ago and just announced it. Um, however, you have people cherry picking the apology and saying like, this is bullshit. Again, only I want to say only time will tell, but it's kind of weird with these things because it happened 10 years ago. So if something from my past got brought up that I did 10 years or like something mean, I don't want to say from my past, but, but like, because there are levels to some of this shit. But if something I said 10 years ago to somebody got brought up and they were, you know, holding my feet to the fire for it, first of all, of course, all I can do is apologize because I hurt their feelings. And I'm like I said, I'm sh everyone has at this point. Um, so it's one of those tricky things that it's like time will only tell, but at the same time, I don't, it was 10 years ago. So more time only tell. And I hope that Chrissy knows, like she says that she, well, I know that she tries to like come off as a comedian and, you know, make people laugh because that's what she has done in the past. Um, but the, again, these things just are not funny. So people are upset, cherry picking the apology, but I did also see a tweet that I related to because in kind of where I stand on the situation, because I'm, I'm still not over this same place I was 10 years ago when this story first broke. And the tweet said, Chrissy Teigen absolutely should apologize to Courtney Stodden. However, why are we holding Chrissy Teigen more accountable than the actual man that was a predator to this young girl? And that's where I'm at as well. Like every single person down to this girl's mother needs to be held accountable as well. And I get that a lot of people do not like Chrissy Teigen. They're airing out their grievances. But I'm sometimes with some of these apologies, I'm like, at what point do we just say, okay, like they apologized. It is what it is. The only thing we can see is changed behavior. Because people then were getting upset that Chrissy was on Instagram after the apology, after it was accepted, like a day or so later, she was on posting on her Instagram stories like she normally does. And they're like, oh, she's not sorry. I'm like, listen, here, when these celebrities go radio silent, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are so sorry. It just means like, okay, I'm in hot water with the public. I'm going to go radio silent, sit in my fucking mansion. And whether they're actually doing the reflecting and learning that they should be doing or not, 
we don't know. We are not in these people's homes, okay? And so reading so much into the radio silence and uh, all of that, it's just kind of nitpicky. But I was just like, Jesus, I... Again, I like Chrissy Teigen, but that that was rough. Um, some other tweets of hers also came out that were very insensitive and like transphobic and stuff. Again, from years ago, but still, girl, mm-mm, that ain't it, Chrissy. So we'll see, you know, we shall see what happens with that. But I was like, damn, I, mm, that sucks. All right. It is time to get into the week's favorite love square. Um, Let's just dive on into it. So on Monday, Portia posted a photo of her Mother's Day. Okay. That's when all the whispers started. And the photo was her, Dennis Simon. She was standing in between her baby's father, um, Dennis, and then Simon. Now, I am a body language person. Okay. I used to love like when um they would be talking about celebrities and they'd be like body language expert so and so weighs in i love that shit and what i got from the body language of the photo was not that this was a rela- a budding relationship um and she also had a ring on her finger um i also did not think too much of that because if you remember after she and cordell got divorced um it was like couple seasons later her and her sister were in a car and they were all dressed up going somewhere and her sister said oh is that is that your old wedding ring and Portia said yeah it's a diamond and it's mine so I'm gonna wear it so I was like who knows what that is I mean Portia like she's dressed up like you know whatever who knows and also the distance in between her and Simon's bodies were it just wasn't giving me in love so I didn't think anything of it. Then the rest of the posts, like, it was just like, happy Mother's Day. Um, what a great day. And the rest of the pictures, honestly, she had more pictures on that post of with her and Dennis than with her and Simon that alluded to anything. So then after that, I want to say the next day, she posted a clip of from Dish Nation earlier that day. And she was saying, yes, I am so happy. I'm in a budding new relationship. Um, I've never been this happy, X, Y, Z. And I was like... Um, that's when I started to worry. Okay. I was like, hold up, hold up now. So then right after that is when she dropped that motherfucking bomb. Okay. She put up a photo of her and Simon with a long ass caption. And she told us, I am so happy. Me and Simon's relationship started a month ago and I am so in love. And not only that, they are engaged okay, to be married. She also tells us in the caption that him and Fallon, that the divorce is settled. She uses the word settled and that her and Fallon are not friends and some other things in between there. And I was like, okay, well, she also mentions the word positivity and God a whole lot. And all I'm gonna say about that is I hate when people do shady shit and do something controversial And then want to tell us, I am moving forward in my life with positivity. That's nice. Uh, I'm glad you think that. Okay. But hmm, a little toxic to me, sweets. So I was just like, what the actual fuck? That's when people started weighing in. It turned into a hot goddamn mess. She also says in there, um, in that caption, for those of you who need the details, like she literally offered that information. So. 
to run it back a little bit, and I'm going to take it back to the whole, of course, Fallon and I are not friends. Tammy Roman weighed in and um, said that from a, t- from a reality TV standpoint, that a lot of times producers, when they want to introduce somebody new into the group, they will, um, you know, kind of ask for like volunteers from the already established cast members to say, okay, who wants to, you know, introduce them? Uh, Tammy says that Jackie always used to be the one on Basketball Wives to be like, oh, I'll do it. So she said it could be a situation like that. I do remember Portia saying that Simon and Dennis knew each other previously. So it could have been that as well. We That is unclear. Um, but either way, Portia, um, you were still at that lady's pool smoking her hookah. Okay. I would have been fine if she would have just left that little bit of information out, TBH. You just, you could have said nothing. I mean, it, it, I, this is how I feel about the whole addressing Fallon of it. Like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Okay. Because to sit here and just tell us Fallon and I are not friends, period, it was like, oh, okay. Um, and then so on to the, their divorce is settled. It's not, it's literally not. It's still in the process. Um, so as we know, Simon originally filed for divorce back in January and then withdrew it and they had came out and said that they were working on their relationship like somewhere in February in the February Valentine's Day time frame. So and then fast forward to March and like the end of March I think and that's when he filed again and then was like trying to speed up the process. So if they're telling the truth Again, if they're telling us the truth, that like tracks because we're in the middle of May now. So, okay, we'll bite. Sure, whatever. Am I believing it? No, but I'll, I'll, sure, whatever. So then Fallon, you know, breaks her silence and says, she says, keeps it classy, keeps it cute. And she's like, I'm looking forward to like moving on with my life, settling my divorce, yada, yada. Kenya weighs in, Marla weighs in, Nene says congratulations, and then was like, oh shit, I didn't realize what was going on. Holy shit, reading is fundamental. <sighs> it was exhausting. So I, when everybody started weighing in, I started doing some thinking, okay? I went back and watched the last part of the Atlanta finale, or the re- Atlanta reunion, and y'all... I think, listen, this is a hot take and I, this is all alleged, okay? Rewatching that reunion, knowing what I know now, I think that all of those women knew. I think that they all knew that Portia was fooling around with Simon because it just, it doesn't make sense when they're calling her a liar, um, either Marlo or Kenya called her low down, like all of that stuff. If this is about Bolo, like it's it's not about that. They, these ladies have been through too much. I just, I don't think it's about Bolo. I think it was about like, they had already known that Portia was fooling around with Simon and XYZ. I think that they all knew. I think all of those ladies up there knew that she was messing around with him. And I think that's what we kind of weren't saying at the reunion in the third part. Because and Marlo looked like she wanted to. However, another thing. Simon is worth $40 million. He is rich, rich, okay? Very rich in the words of Nene. I'm not gonna say the uh, other part of the quote because I don't talk about that man. So 
I, that's what I'm starting to get at. Then we also learned that Portia is getting a three-part series about her life. And it's said to be like geared about like towards her activism and stuff with Bravo. It is unclear whether or not we are going to see any of this Simon drama play out. But I just, ugh. it is also crazy to me. And this is for Teresa Judice as well. These women getting involved with these men and being like, I am so in love. I am so in love. I'm so happy. Listen, every new relationship a month in is great. The person could fucking fart right next to you and it could smell atrocious and you're going to be like, I don't care. I love you. Now, Simon's farts are worth $40 million. So it's a little bit different, but mm, listen, I just, I want to cut the shit. We're all grown enough to know that when things are fresh and new like that, they're always amazing. The real testament is when those farts start coming 15 years later. Do you still love him? Is he still so amazing? I just, there are so many different levels to this. I had to like write down in the timeline or in my notes the timeline to like keep track of it so then a video emerges of Fallon proposing to a guy now I was like I was one of the first people like or when I was one of when I one of those people when I first saw it I like jumped at it and like posted it and I was like oh my god what the fuck is going on had to take a little pause for a minute and do some research the video ended up being old they're at like a bowling alley or something whether that was an actual proposal or I also read somewhere that it's a it might have been a skit or something it it's not real and it's not relevant to the story Fallon is not engaged Fallon is not pregnant because I saw that one as well um now people were bringing up like oh he she cheated on Simon whether that happened or not, that is a separate entity than Simon and Portia being together, okay? I know people, friends that have cheated before on their guys. That doesn't make if I make it right if I were to go get with their man that they cheated on. Like, no, two wrongs don't make a right, okay? Goddamn. I'm just... And then there was another photo of a girl that maybe Simon was seen with around Atlanta a month ago when allegedly him and Portia were first getting together. It's a fucking lot. It's a lot. And it's still developing. There's so much more for us to learn from this. I see before all this happened, I was thinking that Portia was getting ready to exit. But who knows now? Who knows, child? I know Kenya Moore is never going to stop with this. Ever. Ever. All right. It's it's a lot. When that shit happened, when it dropped, I was at work. Okay. My job that pays me. And <laughs> I was trying to focus and I could not. Like I my heart was beating. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I kept refreshing Instagram, knowing damn well I had shit to do. But again, we shall see. I don't I know Andy finally weighed in, but I mean, he's not going to tell us anything whether or not we're going to see anything on that special or not. But Portia, Portia girl. She, you know, she re- she released that information also like four hours after I dropped last week's episode. I was hurt. I, I, I ride for Portia. Like, how are you going to do me like that? I'm just kidding. That lady don't know me. But, whew. 
I'm just exhausted from talking about it right now. But all right, y'all, you know, hopefully nothing happens in between now and when I drop this episode. But if it does, then I will recap it once again for you. And we have some other little topics to talk about before I get fully into um the, oh, nope, see, y'all, there was so much to talk about. I forgot the last part of this. So then I want to point out something that I noticed on Portia's Instagram because I've had to go back and forth to it while making my notes for this. Um, First and foremost, the comments on that post have been turned off, like, completely disabled I don't know why she left him on in the first place to be honest you girl you knew who that how that was going to turn out but she's also posted like nine fucking pictures on like actual posts on her feed since that announcement four days ago crazy so then one of the other um posts she made was her in the gym because people were speculating that she was pregnant by Simon um and it appears not And then on like the third slide of that post, it was some quote that was like, if you don't know all the details, don't talk about it. Portia, girl, what? No, first of all, you literally said in that post, in your original post, for those of you who need the details, you offered the fucking details. So don't offer the details and then tell us not to talk about it. Secondly, you knew we were going to fucking talk about it. I want to say that was on like CNN or something. My mom, who doesn't watch any of these shows, said something to me about it. She was like, what do you think of that? I was like, mom, it's crazy. You don't even know. But I was like, girl, ugh, so much. Now, she, I haven't seen anything of her posting with Simon since they made that announcement. And then uh, Mike, or yeah, Mike Hill, Cynthia's husband, posted on Twitter and was like, Y'all not dragging me into this. Literally no one asked you. We didn't ask Cynthia. We didn't ask you. You you don't need to worry. We don't want to drag you into it. We we don't care what you have to say. Um, And then uh, what I found interesting was Garcelle Bouvet also weighed in on um, it. And she said from a reality TV standpoint and from a housewife standpoint, it's giving heavy storyline to her. I'm still on the fence, to be honest. I don't know. I do not know what it's giving. It's giving mess. That's for fucking sure. But if it's giving storyline, is TBD. But I think, I think that's really it. I think that's the end of the Porsche saga for now. All right. So let's get into some of these other little topics before these recaps. Just as I realized there was no Summer House recap this week and I was getting kind of sad about it, Han- literally, Hannah Burner announced that she will not be returning to Summer House this summer. And you know what? I have mixed feelings about it. Do I like Hannah? No. Did I kind of want to see her come back and, you know, like kind of try and rebuild her friendships? Yes. I did because the show is about friendship okay we watched all of them on Vanderpump Rules fight makeup all of that stuff so I would have liked to see it um she said that she is going to pursue um uh her comedy career a little bit more so she's going to be touring releasing dates things like that um you know I I hope Hannah is really sorry And I also hope Hannah is okay. 
because when she released that, I think I saw like a headline and then there was a picture of her and Des. And that man creeps me out. Something I don't trust him. It's not that I think that he's in it for her money or anything. I just don't trust him. All right. And we since we've seen Hannah on our screens for the past two or three years, she's not been single. Okay, not like actually single. She's bounced from these situationships to situationships, situationships. I, I hope Hannah is taking care of herself. I will say that. So it should be interesting um, to see what the dynamic is and what is next to come for her. And, you know, maybe she'll visit. Maybe she'll visit Paige or something, but just won't stay in the house. Um, I saw people speculating that maybe she got fired. I don't think, I don't think she got fired. Like, Bravo would not fire her because they still haven't fired Cameron Westcott. At least not while I'm recording this right now. They haven't fired that lady. But we will get into that later. So I don't think that she was let go, but rather a personal choice. Um, I do still think that her ego is getting in her way and she's thinking that she is outgrown the show. She's kind of gotten like a Nini vibe to her, but we'll see. I wish her the best. Um, other little topics I had, the, the Bravo released what's coming soon and summer, ha- no, Winter House Southern Charm, whatever the fuck they're calling that shit. A name that no one asked them to fucking call it. Literally just call it Winter House. Like, why? Winter Charm? I, it was so fucking annoying. But it's not coming on until fall. And I don't understand. They have filmed it. They have plenty of time to edit it. Like, what the fuck? Summer House comes on winter. This would be the literal perfect season to give us Winter House. Whatever. Bravo's been pissing me the fuck off. Still gonna watch, but whatever. And my last little just tidbit. Again, I'm still, the jury is still out whether or not I'm going to be recapping The Bachelorette on this podcast. I I just don't know. Like I said, they that whole franchise has soured with me especially since all of the controversy surrounding it but I was looking at I just kept seeing more promos more promos and I was looking at this Katie girl again I know nothing about her like I said in the last episode I would be going into it completely blind but I was looking at the styles that they put this girl in and I just want to know who the fuck she pissed off I did read an article that said that um she pissed off some people because they were talking about bringing Chris Harrison back and she tweeted out that no he wasn't coming back well first of all I'm a little confused because I do remember seeing that Tasha and Caitlin Bristow who just got engaged her and Jason that's exciting we're taking over, but it's like, okay, so what, why were you guys going to try and bring Chris Harrison back, but you never gave Tasha and Caitlin a chance? Like, it was very confusing, but however, it seemed like whoever she pissed off, they then snatched her wardrobe, and they said, not my house, you want to talk about Crispy Harrison, because some of the things she had on, I was like, what the fuck is happening? I saw her opening night dress, and it was... It it wasn't giving what it was supposed to have gave at all. I don't know if the seamstress also left. I don't know. But I hope 
I I want the best for her. Okay. All of, I feel like all of the women besides Hannah Brown deserve to, I shouldn't say that. I'm still upset about the whole inward thing because duh, but they all deserve to find love. So hopefully uh, whether or not I'm going to even watch or recap is still out on, um, to be determined. Let me know if you guys want to hear it. I'll do it. I always have some shit to talk about The Bachelor and Bachelorette, so that's totally fine. All right, let's get into our fucking weekly recaps because I still have a lot to say. So this week on Roni, we opened up with Leah having on one of the most atrocious tops I've ever seen in my fucking life. And it's just, ugh. listen, I again, I was at work when everyone started posting about that sweatshirt and I was like I'm not really understanding like I was like well it's a sh- I, I thought it was just a long sleeve shirt with like a bow on the side I was like I mean it's giving like kind of Carrie Bradshaw but whatever no when I started watching the episode it's a fucking black hoodie with like a bow that she looks like she took from the Macy's Day Parade like back storage unit and pinned it onto her fucking hoodie it like what why I mm that hoodie pissed me off. And it's just like, oh, we know, we get it, Leah. You're so much cooler than everybody else. So this week, the ladies are going to the Hamptons, to Ramona's house. And Leah keeps telling us that she is throwing a Burning Man themed uh, barbecue because she was supposed to go to Burning Man this uh, year or tw- in 2020. And she couldn't go, obviously, because COVID. <sighs> Y'all. Throughout this episode, when she keeps referencing this Burning Man, and yes, I'm saying this with quotes, themed party, it was pissing me off. First of all, it that's, that party was not Burning Man, like whatsoever. Burning Man is in the middle of the fucking desert, like the middle of the fucking desert. She should have just said she was having a festival, like, and I'm using air quotes around festival, themed party. Because it was just like, it was giving major Coachella Pinterest board vibes. Like, it was not fucking Burning Man. It was so annoying. And then she, let me not go on a tangent. And like, she kept referencing doing drugs and stuff. Like, that is all Burning Man and festivals are are about. And it's not. Like, Leah, please stop. Again, you're trying to be too cool. Trying to just do all of the things. And you literally do not have to. Um, we go over to see Sonia Morgan and y'all, I realized after this week and then seeing the previews for next week, I think I'm officially worried. Like you always have that little bit of worry in your heart for Sonia Morgan, but like, I, I think I'm really actually worried about her now. Like I, I hope that she is going to be okay. She um has her healer over and she cries about her ex-husband some more and it's it's a lot. Sometimes I wish they wouldn't show us these things because I do feel like those things are like a little personal. You know what I mean? Like it's just I don't know. So Ramona, we get to see her house in the Hamptons and it is fucking gorgeous like there is no denying that whatsoever but she tells us she's so excited to have the ladies out um to her house so because they don't have to feel so restricted because of a pandemic Ramona you guys are restricted because you're in a pandemic 
like what i mean and if you don't know ramona was seen running around all around new york city while without a mask while they were like dead in lockdown it was just hmm. so um ebony and leah are the first ones to get to the house and on their drive leah lets us know that her grandmother is unfortunately um at the end of her life she's not doing well and she's like feeling really emotional um and that's sad I mean I know that since then she's passed away um and then they get there and they're hanging out with Ramona she's giving the tour and Ebony's like I think Ramona has a listening problem yeah girl where you been duh they sit down to eat and Ramona tells the girls that she ran into Heather Holla Thompson and that she invited her out to the house like for a couple days and Leah decides for whatever reason that she really wants to have a problem with Heather that's what I got from that to be honest because she's like oh she's this and she's that and she lists off a whole bunch of fucking things that have absolutely nothing to do with her and there was a lot of drug mention from Leah in this episode and I'm like I know she doesn't drink alcohol but I'm like but do, do you like eat molly or something do mushrooms like because she that was the other thing that pe- kept pissing me off like I said when it came to festivals she was like kept referencing like festivals and doing drugs and I'm like that's not all that festivals are about girl like you need to stop saying that because you're kind of insulting a whole like group of people um so she is again like I think I said it last week she says brings up the interview that Heather apparently outed Luann and said that Luann does drugs and a couple other things again Leah just stay the fuck out of it like just just don't okay but obviously we know how that ends up she can't fucking help herself she's trying to just be the ultimate cool girl um and then Luann and Ramona finally get to the house late and since Luann and Ramona are now BFFs she no longer has to stay in the basement (laughs) and gets a very nice room I was happy for Lou I'm happy that she's moving up in life so they all get ready in their outfits all of them really look amazing um the only one I was a little confused about was Luann then the only like her the actual outfit was fine but the hat when she put on that like furry hat I was like what what happened there like why are you why do you have that on um and uh, speaking of hats I really wanted the one that Sonia had on that fedora Ooh, I love that I love a fedora so they go out to the yard um and there's a healer there and they're gonna do a gong bath and Ramona starts asking a million and one questions and I will say this, as somebody who has been to multiple gong baths and kind of when I first started going to them, like I did have an issue like getting outside of my head. I'm not really great at meditating sometimes. Like it takes, it took me like a lot to finally get out of my head and be able to relax. I kind of, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I kind of understood where Ramona was coming from with all of her questions. And Leah irritated the fuck out of me being like just sit down and like shut up like blah blah blah. like Leah not everyone's like I don't like when people like are just like just turn your mind off it's literally not that easy 
for some people and she was telling her just have positive energy like leah that's literal toxic positivity like it doesn't work like that shut the you shut the fuck up okay (laughs) and i'm honestly when okay let me preface this by saying i don't think that leah wasn't feeling heavy but something i struggle with sometimes is when i'm in a group setting and i'm like kind of revealing what's been heavy on my heart I don't necessarily like to cry in front of people. It my body the way it reacts it when there I have an audience, I don't cry. Okay? So when Leah is talking about her what's being weighing heavy on her, her grandmother, her family issues and stuff like that, she like starts crying like Hannah Burner, i.e. with no tears coming out of her eyes. And I was like, "Leah, what the like I it was very confusing." It was very fucking confusing. Again, I'm not saying that she is not hurt. That is a devastating loss that her grandmother, like she said, was the matriarch of her family. However, it was very weird. She looked like she was like squeezing, trying to squeeze a tear out of her eye. And uh, Sonia's dog was looking at her crazy as well. I have to say, I really, really, really related to Ebony after the gong bath and after all of <laughs> um, the meditating and stuff, when she they started drinking, dancing, partying, and she was like, my Irishness is about to come out. Because I understand what she was saying. She told us that it's she's overwhelmed pretty much. You know, she hasn't been around um, a group of white women like that in a very long time, like since she was in college. And to be honest... Some people just really do not understand that that when you are the only black woman, black person in a space surrounded by white people, it is exhausting because you, whether you realize it or not, you have to like kind of put on a front and it is, it takes a lot to break through that mold and say, okay, I'm going to, and I'm not saying that ebony wasn't being authentically her i think she was but it's just exhausting and especially being around a new group as well so my girl had to go to bed and i felt her especially the older i get like when i when i'm tired when my eyeballs start getting heavy it's it's time to go i used to be able to rally and be like young and fun and free and be like oh i'm gonna stay out no it's time for bed i was very much with her but you know that was pretty much the recap apparently next week is when we're getting the fireworks of course a lot of people were saying like this is so boring and blaming it on leah and ebony and uh hmm, you need to check yourself okay because we have literally been watching sonia do the same thing forever ramona as well luann as well you know maybe it's time for a shake-up for new york i'm again i am fine with it i'm interested to see um where this season takes us I really 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 do want to get to the Heather and Leah fight as I think that's what I'm looking forward most to um and also apparently Sonia screams in Ramona's face next week I'm just so scared for her y'all I'm not gonna lie she's having a hard time like and she kind of always has but it's getting very 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 dark and sad I just want the best for Sonia. But that's all I have for New York this week. I unfortunately am going to talk about Dallas, but I'm it's not really a recap. 
Once again, I do not have it in me to say a whole lot about the real racists of Dallas, plus Tiffany and Deandra. Um, and I honestly didn't even watch the last part of the reunion in full because why would I? Okay, I want to say I turned it on when it had about seven minutes left. And that's just because it was on when I got home from work. And surprise, surprise, they were still being fucking disgusting human beings. All right. Um, when I got to it, they were saying, like, still posing the question why Tiffany can make fun of her own culture and those white women cannot. And are you fucking serious? What happened to all the listening and learning everybody claimed to be doing? Like, are, are you actually fucking kidding me? And bravo, are y'all kidding me by airing that bullshit? And then at the end, they all tried to go around the circle and do their kumbaya. And um, all of the women were like, I missed an opportunity to really learn something. Duh. Y'all just now realizing that? Because I really don't think until they got to the reunion, until the internet started absolutely lighting their asses on fucking fire, that any of those women realized how just absolutely grotesque their behavior was this season. And then for Cameron to try and get up there and give her whole, I promise I'm not like that speech. Do you know how many times Tiffany has probably heard that in her life? Just because you say it doesn't mean that it's true. All right. And then she too cries like Hannah Burner, i.e. without any fucking tears. Not one tear came out of Cameron Westcott's eyeball. Not one tear. And then she even, her and her fucking brother-in-law and husband, furthermore proved their disgusting racism this week by going on a fucking bullying campaign on Twitter. It was awful. Awful. <sighs> Bravo has yet to address. No, I take that back. Earlier today, they did kind of address it. And it still is not enough for me. I want I, I want to know if that girl lost her job. Okay, because it is ridiculous. Apparently, um, Tiffany is possibly leaving Dallas. I, I can't blame her. So earlier today... Um, it was seen that her bio on Instagram and Twitter read former uh, cast member of Real Housewife of Dallas. And then I don't know like what happened and it changed to just cast member on season five. And then it, it changed a couple times today. Honestly, if she's leaving, if she has already made that decision, good for her. Okay, somebody needs to protect Tiffany and she's obviously going to be the one to do it by getting herself out of that situation. Like I said last week, it is so fucking dangerous for Tiffany to be surrounded by those women. I'm I'm terrified if they decide to bring that show back and keep that cast as is and if Tiffany joins. And I saw some people saying like, oh, they don't need to, like the Real Housewives of Dallas doesn't need to be integrated. And like, I kind of agree, but I kind of don't. If it's going to be that same group of women, then no, they don't need to be integrated. But at the same time, it doesn't need to be that same group of women. There are so, Dallas is a diverse city. There are so many people of color that they could find, black people, everyone that they could find to fucking better represent that city than these ignorant fucking assholes, okay? I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I can't, I don't know what the fuck they plan on doing, but they need to figure it the fuck out because that bullshit, not okay.
absolutely not okay I will not go into it any further because like I said I didn't watch the entire um, end of the reunion and I'm not going to I'm never going to support those women ever they will get none of my ratings Ugh, it's so gross but moving on this week was the season finale of Jersey um and you know it was it wasn't as the last season was a fiery season finale I'm just I feel like it went by so fast and then I looked back and the, we only had 13 episodes but you know COVID um so we finally meet Louie this week and I, I don't trust him I do not trust him there's more to come I I know Teresa is happy and I know she's wanted this for a long time and that's why I don't trust him all right like I said earlier with Portia like these women diving into these relationships without being cautious is making me fucking nervous all right um and I want to point something out about Louis that made me further not trust him and it's that he ordered a fucking filet with french fries okay get the fuck out a filet with french fries and before any of you are like oh it's potatoes what's wrong with that like a filet they look like they're at a very nice fucking restaurant a filet with french fries who orders like that all right and if you order like that don't fucking come for me okay i'm sorry but it just made me further not trust him also we learned that him slash Teresa have really 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 been you know using that blurring app on him because hmm looking a little different all right they had you know some cute little conversation told us all about their similarities and then he's really awkward and got up and kissed her when after the food had already gotten there and let me tell you something and this is just me I'm a hungry ass bitch but once the food comes when we're out to eat there's no more talking the conversation is fucking over don't get up to kiss me okay it's time to eat the food is here why are you even looking at me honestly okay but that's just me so marge is having a party for joe um and they kind of give us a whole like is the house gonna be finished is it not and i i don't remember if i said this last week but marge's like actual like house the layout of it all is one of my favorites of all the housewives just because i mean don't get me wrong I think all of the other houses are gorgeous as well. I just really like the like architecture of it. And the remodel, I mean, I thought it was gorgeous before, but the remodel is even more gorgeous. So they did a good job. Then we go over to see the Gorgas. And I don't know if anybody else heard this, but they are setting the scene. You know, they're all in the kitchen getting ready to eat dinner. And Joe Gorga tells his daughter, why don't you learn how to cook? You're always on the phone. What is the phone going to do for you? Joe, we, are you fucking serious right now? Are you fucking serious right now? Why don't you learn how to cook, bitch? Do you know how to cook? Like, what is creating fake storylines going to do for you, Joe? Uh, I, I cannot with that man. Like, I can fucking not especially when we're all talking about him being a fucking chauvinist and he wants to stand in the fact that he's not you are like you really are I know the Gorgas like push storylines and stuff but that is something that's real he is a chauvinistic ass pig and I don't think Marge is wrong for telling that to him I just so then they have their little conversation whatever I still don't know what I make of this whole storyline of them struggling in their marriage 
I'm, I don't think they're going to break up. Let me just say that. But whatever. Then we hop over to Jen's house. They're doing their anniversary dinner. Um, And I have to tell y'all something. The former cosmetologist and me, I think Jen's ponytail is crooked in her confessional. <laughs> it's been bothering me all season. And I was like, I need to air this out and maybe so. Now she looks gorgeous. I'm not saying that she does not look amazing. She does. But the ponytail looks crooked to me. And it's just something like from a hairdresser st- standpoint, it was really fucking bothering me. But I did think it was cute how they had the whole family at dinner. And, you know, he was, uh, Bill was telling us how when he proposed, he didn't really have a ring. He was in med school, blah, blah, blah. And then he reproposed and gave her that ring. I thought that was so cute. And I'm, you know, I I don't mind them now anymore. Mm, yeah. Uh, we go over to see Dolores. She is starting the renovations on her house. She once again lets us know that she runs this shit and that she's fucking gorgeous. Frank gives us a little funny one-liner. Um about Joe Gorga being broken and how he never grew past 5'2", which was hilarious. Hop over to see Teresa. And you know what? I want to see more of Melania because that, while everyone is like talking about um, Gia and waking up in the morning, that while that is funny to me, do y'all remember when Melania called Joe, uh, Judy, or yeah, Joe Judice? a fucking nincompoop (laughs) like it was she was really really young um and she was saying like you never you're never around blah blah blah. and joe was obviously getting uh, really upset and she just goes you're a nincompoop and it was absolutely fucking hilarious to me and really cute and kind of concerning from joe's standpoint because he was like i gotta fucking walk away like bro we don't need to talk about Joe Judice. Joe Judice, though. I can never say that name. It does not matter how many years it takes me. <sighs> then we start, you know, talking about this poll and the setting the scene for the party. I want to make one thing clear. While Joe is getting all this smoke, because yes, he called um, Dolores a broken woman. Messy Melissa is the fucking one that actually took the poll. She was she was the one that asked the question, okay? I, yes, we need to be getting all up in Joe's ass, but Melissa played into it as well, okay? And right now, knowing the problems that they're having, they need to be the last fucking two taking any polls or judging anybody's life, all right? Everyone's costume was cool, you know? for a Halloween party. Um, Melissa walks in and goes straight to the bar, which, you know, that's fine. But I I just want to admit something. Melissa, did I say Melissa? Jennifer. I'm going to be too lazy to edit that part out too. If I said Melissa, I meant Jennifer. She walks straight to the bar. And you know, let's just get something out of the way. Like Jennifer, I'm going to have to go ahead and say she is a messy drunk. Okay. She looks fun. I want to hang out with her, but she she's a she was kind of a messy drunk. All right. And seeing Jackie with that Corona bottle made me realize that I really miss Ashley Darby and I cannot wait to see what type of mess she's bringing to my TV screen very soon. All right. Um, you know, there's more talks about 
uh, whether or not Therese is going to introduce Louis to the group. I don't know if they've met him yet, even even still. Dolores says, be careful, blah, blah. And then Margaret gives a speech to Joe, her husband, and, you know, says all these sweet, loving things about him. And, of course, Joe Gorga gets all up in his fucking feelings about it. And he's like, you know... Margaret saying all these things. Listen, Joe, only a fucking chauvinist would be getting upset that Margaret is giving this toast to her husband saying how sweet and supportive he is. Now, was Margaret giving that to be messy? Probably. Okay, probably. It's fucking Margaret. All right. Once again, I realize that Michelle, the realtor, is probably going to be a fucking housewife next season and I'm already annoyed by it. I don't want to see her. Okay, I don't want to see her be a housewife, but whatever. I wonder if she's going to be on the reunion. That's, hmm. They didn't show her on there, but I wonder if they would bring her on. Hmm. So then all of the ladies start to, you know, set the scene for the final altercation. And I don't... I don't really know what Melissa thought she was doing with that whole talk like to the ladies by saying, I don't need y'all coming after my husband because I'm going to freak the fuck out. Yes, I know Joe's being wrong, but I'm going to freak the fuck out. And then she wraps it up with whatever you guys think I'm dealing with. I promise it's probably worse. Like, okay, well, sweets. Are you trying to stand up for your husband or are you trying to like tell them that it's worse? Like, what the fuck are you trying to do? Okay. I don't, I I don't get those two. I never have. I never will. But whatever. Um, I just, I want to, I want to move on from this. Okay. I, it's, this happens every season. I could just fucking care less about Joe and Melissa. Alrighty. And then the fact that she's asking for privacy when she doesn't give it to any of these ladies. Like, you want privacy? Where was Dolores's privacy? Where was Teresa's privacy when you and Joe talk about the fucking father of her children? Like, where was it? But besides that, I mean, that was pretty much it for the season finale. Um, the only thing that I was like kind of confused about when they did the wrap up, they showed Melissa and Joe's like, where are they now? Like end credits, like five full minutes. And then they actually ran the credits for the end of the show. I almost thought that they weren't going to give us anybody else's wrap up, but they did. And you know, everyone seems to be doing fine. We also got the um, trailer for the reunion. It is two parts, which fine with. Um, However, Jennifer Aiden told us the target is Margaret. And I thought that was cute. I said, oh girl, to come up with that yourself. That was cute, 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 real cute. Um, you know, I'm interested to see how that all plays out because even when they were discussing it at the shore that like, um, Joe, Margaret's Joe said that he heard it in his house. I was like, this is going to come back around. Okay. Margaret is, well, I mean, everyone's messy, obviously, but Margaret is super messy. I don't know why she thought that wasn't going to come out and she, that she was the root of the, um, rumors, but I don't know, child, it seems like everybody 
might have some grievances to air with Marge. So we shall see. I'm excited. Um, you know, Teresa seemed like she was going to be pretty tame during this reunion, which I'm like, okay, Teresa, show us a different side. All right. I'm excited for this for her. I honestly, I am somebody who could not stand Teresa Judice. Now, before anybody comes to me, I, yes, I understood what she brought to the show. Okay. But I also could not fucking stand her. I, she has gone, jumped from like a two to a solid seven for me this season. Maybe it was all the stress she was under, but all right, y'all, that is going to wrap up all my recaps for this week. Um, we are just going to wrap up this show. On that note, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this week. I do not have any wine of the week for you. If you listened last week, you know I'm doing two weeks no drinking. Just a little detox for myself. Um, but yeah, I do want to take a moment to just thank everybody who has been listening to me for my first um, five episodes. I'm honestly, obviously so, so new to this still. Um, I've been having fun, a lot of fun doing it. And of course, you know, a little frustration here and there, but it's all part of it. Um, I am honestly like really surprised at how many people, not a lot of people, don't get it twisted. Not a lot of people, <laughs> but I am honestly shocked at how many people, um, have listened to me so far and have started interacting with me. I really appreciate it. If you are an Apple user, um, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, write a review. It really helps me out. Um, on any, if you're any other um, listening platform, subscribe, you know, if you can. And yeah, again, I really appreciate it. I expected like probably my mom to listen to it and that's it. So the ones of you that have been listening. I appreciate it. I will talk to y'all next week. I cannot wait. Bye.